Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brass Dadamis, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. is the tailback. Jacobs gets it and scores. Touchdown Giants. And Jacobs. <laughs> oh, yeah. We welcome in a man. This man that is the definition of a Madden truck stick. This nine-year load of a running back had over 5,800 total yards, a four-and-a-half yards per carry career average, and 64 total touchdowns, not to mention two Super Bowl rings. The man that nobody wanted to tackle. We welcome in the juggernaut, the creator, the Brandon Jacobs, man. Thanks for joining the show. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. It's our pleasure. Really happy to be able to talk to a guy like yourself. Uh, at all the nicknames we said, any of them stick out as your favorite? Say that again. The all the nicknames, the Juggernaut, the Creator. Uh, I know on your highlights, Chris Bergman used to go the. Yeah. No, yeah. it was. Is there a favorite uh, nickname or anything like that that you had? Uh, people, I mean, I kind of like the Juggernaut. I, I, I kind of like that one. Uh, that one had a, more of a um, knowing the Juggernaut and who was, you know, that was that kind of spoke to me a little bit. Being the being all that, I, I think I like that one better. Than <laughs> you were intimidating force, man. It's better than my junior college coach gave me. Junior college coach, Coach uh, Dick Spurlock, called me Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that should have stuck. I love that name. Chocolate Thunder. I'm like, ah, I don't know about that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, first before we dive into your career, because your career is packed with a bunch of good stuff. But I want to – the big reason why you're here, I want to first talk about – the most important thing you're doing right now, one of the most important things, and that's the competitive youth football program in the North Atlanta Giants football. Can you tell us and our audience a little bit about that and, and kind of what you're doing with that? So let me start off by saying, man, I got a bunch of great families in my program. It's going on our fourth year of existence. Um, you know, a lot of great coaches, man, great kids, you know, just families that want their kids to learn how to be uh, not too much be football players, but, uh, you know, work on being adults, you know what I mean? Like being good, having good humanities and, and, and things of that nature. So, um, it's, it's, it's a whole lot of fun, man. So coaching kids from the ages of eight, eight to like 13, um, is awesome. I mean, I actually have fun doing it. You know, I love getting out there working, you know, working with the kids and we start talking about football. Um, you catch them before they get a lot of bad habits when you start working with them young. You know, they, they don't, they hadn't created a lot of bad habits yet. And they kind of turn into the person that you want them to be after being with you for a while. So, I mean, it's good to see these kids grow up, man. I've been watching kids grow up since they were, they were young kids. And now some of them are 13 years old. And it's, 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 it's kind of crazy to see what they've, you know, they hit puberty and what they're turning into, you know, and what they're turning into. So it's actually a whole lot of fun doing it, man. And I take that and I just, I coach high school football as well, so I just use I take the same kids and try to bring them up in high school. So it's it's pretty simple. Yeah, I love it. You says your mission is developing self confidence, great football skills, and overall great kids. And I think it's you can see that if these kids kind of get the right messages early on, 
that they can carry them a long way, whether it's college pros, whatever, but you having kind of the experience to kind of teach them the right things, I think is, is so invaluable. So uh, it, it's honestly just, it was awesome to be able to kind of read about it and see what you're doing. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, man. And we stick to that mission statement. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't vary off much. Now, sometimes we have some kids. It's a little bit different, you know. Um, I always have a kid that's that's that don't get it at first, you know, and he comes in and sometimes has a real bad attitude, or temper problems, and just all all types of stuff. But when he leaves, when the season is over, he's a better kid. That whole attitude problem isn't there anymore. Like he, you know, he understands. He understands the big. You know, they leave understanding the bigger picture and what they got to do. No, I love that. And again, it's it's just a testament to the great stuff that you're doing. And I think it's a it's a great program for everything I read, and it's awesome. I do want to dive a little bit now into your career a little bit, starting off with college because it's an interesting one. Mm -hmm. You started off at Coffeeville Community College, which I love the name, yep. under Jeff Liker and Dickie Rolls. Mm, and <laughs> also love that name. Dickie <laughs> yeah. Rolls. And it's R and it's R O L L S too. So like rolls, like really. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. I love it. Uh but so you were everybody's worst nightmare kind of in that league. And then I think everybody kind of breathed a sigh of relief when you transferred to Auburn in 2003. You played with Cadillac Williams and then two friends of this show, Ronnie Brown and Jason Campbell. Mm -hmm. And then you played behind those two backs. For that one season you were there and then you transferred to division one double a southern illinois can you kind of describe your experience at each of these stops and what it was like playing behind those two first round backs did it help you at all you think in development of your game oh absolutely yeah being around lack and ronnie man i mean oh it definitely helped me i definitely took some nuggets from it now you know being you know being around them and knowing what it takes to be to be you know the one even like i didn't even really care about the league and I already got to Auburn. You know what I mean? When I got to Auburn, that's when I really started kind of like, shit, I'm one step closer. I'm one step closer to it. You know what I mean? And and that was, you know, that was a part of because that's all they talked about, you know, getting drafted and certain agents and combines and all that stuff they talked about. So that kind of got in in that and realized, man, I'm here with y'all and I'm just as, you know, I'm just as good. You know, and that was really made me really want to leave and transfer because I know, you know, we have been talking, you know, Cat, you know, you know, Cadillac possibly was going to leave after his junior year, and I was it was going to be me, it was going to be mine and Ronnie's show, and then uh, Cadillac for some reason felt they didn't feel comfortable leaving his junior year, so we came back for his senior, year and I ended up transferring out to Southern Illinois, which I got down there. I wanted to get film. That's what I needed. I need the film because I've been around those guys talking about the NFL all the time. So now I need to get film. I need to get out and I need to play. I need to show people what I can do. And fourth round, drafted and went to the Giants, played nine years, won, you know, won two Super Bowls. So being around those guys definitely helped me, definitely motivated me a little bit more than I would have been if I wouldn't have been around them. So, you know, so I still got something from being there with them. <coughs> Yeah, I mean, you were graded after that experience the 11th best running back according to the 2000 or Sports Illustrated, drafted in the fourth round, like you said. And draft night comes, man. You're selected by the New York Giants. Remember draft night? You remember what you drank that night? Hopefully, something good. I hope. Like, what what was the draft night like? It was kind of in the morning. I got picked that second day of the draft, so I was just laying around for real, and I uh, got the call, and 
was really excited about it. I mean, when I didn't go, when I didn't get drafted the first day, um, I kind of like that, that that chip kind of expeditiously grew on my shoulder. You know what I mean? And and, and I, I had something to prove to to everybody in that class. Really, you know, I I, I you know I outplayed a lot of people who, who you know who was drafted ahead of me. You know, I outplayed them, and I I was they I stayed in longer. You know what I mean? So. I had a chip on my shoulder from draft day, man, all the way to, to when I was done. Yeah, I mean, and you carry that into the league. I'm reading your combine scores. You're, I mean, 6'4", 267 pounds. You ran a 4'5", 6'40", 19 reps on the bench. I mean, my God. I mean, did anybody want to even tackle you in practice? Like That that, that 19 reps could have been 30 reps, man. I, I sprained my elbow two weeks prior to the combine. Uh, I, like, I... I was running and I tripped and fell. I'm trying to break my fall on the ground and I hyperextended my elbow. So that kind of played a part in um, my 19. I mean, I, I got, like, before I hurt my, my elbow, I did 31 rip. And I was just, like, I could have done more than that. I, I, like, at the combine, it was just so painful, though. And I'm like, I told him, like, my elbow is killing me. I can't go. 19 is it. I'm sorry. You make but, 19 like, seem so casual. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so when 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 I got my 18, 19, it was just my, I still had good speed on the bar. I just racked it. I was hurting, man. So Brandon, as David mentioned, you were listed at 6'4 and 267 during your playing days. And that's definitely on the larger spectrum for running backs. I think of you as the Derrick Henry from a decade before. And we see defenders that are afraid to tackle him one v one. So when you were running the ball, did you ever try to target the smaller defenders, the safeties, the corners, using stiff arms or trucking them so that they would try to think twice about tackling you next time? I wasn't a stiff armor. Um, I used my shoulder. I'm, I'm trying to run through your whole life. I'm trying to run through your, <laughs> <laughs> your chest and just make sure that you know I own you. Like, yes. That, a, a stiff arm is not as personal as, as personal as you being right in your grill when you hit them with your shoulder. They kind of smell you when you hit them. And like, God damn, like, I, when he, whenever he smelled whatever deodorant, I, I, I like, when, <laughs> I was wearing that, like, like that game, when he smelled that deodorant and any other time in his life, he's going to think about me. <laughs> that is mean? the best quote I've ever heard in my life. That yeah, is they should have had him be the old spice guy. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to have it like I'm like, I like Derrick Henry. I, I like the way Derrick runs and it's not it's not his fault that these guys today don't want to hit him, you know? Yeah. So, um when I played back then, um I had linebackers that was defenses back then was built to stop the run when I was playing. You know, you have big these big linebackers, these big old D tackles, you know, you had big strong safeties in there that was like six three, two forty, like that, like playing safety. You know what I mean? So we had guys out there playing like that. Like they were like defense were built to stop the run. You know, if you had a good a wide receiver on the outside that was six five, six six, he you 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 know, you know, you were winning. You you know, you, you just it's just hard to stop the run and have to guard somebody like that over the top. So, you know, and that's kind of what, you know, like what we had. But with with, with Derek, like a lot of these guys now like you see them approaching him, attacking him, second guessing, doing anything. You know what I mean? And he just he just treats them like rag dolls and just keep going. You know, I'm a big fan of Derek uh, of Derek's run style. He he took the torch from you well because you kind of set the tone, I think. And 
before that was Eddie George, who you kind of refined your running style from. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's where he kind of got, he was Derek Henry kind of his first year or two in the league, I think was struggling. And that kind of talking with him helped kind of get him on track. What was it about Eddie George and talking with him that kind of specifically made you the back that you were? Well, I really like Eddie George's game, man. And that's kind of what I wanted. Like, like if you know, if you could remember, Eddie George was no big bruising running back that was going to run you over and just treat you like, you know, a child, you know. He 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 had that in him, but he was quick. He had good feet. He put his foot in the ground. He made moves. He set runs up. He read blocks. That's how more – that's more what I wanted to be. I didn't just want to be a big guy that could just run over anybody. Yeah, I mean, I want to be a guy that I can get there. I can make a cut. I can destroy you one-on-one in open field with a nice juke or two or oh, I can run you over. So – that's kind of what I wanted to be, and that's kind of what Eddie George, to me, was. He wasn't this guy who just put his shoulder down and moved and, and moved the pile like eight, nine yards. And he was a legit running back that did great things, being six three, two forty, whatever he was. Like I really tried to pattern my game after him. Yeah. So over the next two seasons, you did end up rushing for 2000 yards and 21 touchdowns. And of course, winning that Super Bowl, you know, first sort of what was it like being that dominant? And then you really got to tell me a little bit about what it's like to be part of the biggest upset in Super Bowl history. I mean, how sweet is that? Well, first of all, on the dominance, I had a great team, great offensive line, man. I had another good running back. I always had good running backs with me as well. Never was, you know, I would have, I never would have, uh, you know, I never had a chance where I was just a guy, told, you know, toting a rock, which it could be a good. That's, that that could be good and bad if you think about it, right? I I would like to think I would have had more yards if I would have been the only guy, right? Or, or there's another part about me that says, well, maybe I wouldn't have played nine years if I'd have been the only guy because I'd have been beat up and probably wouldn't have made it. So, you know, I look at those those different, um, you know, you know those you know those situations. But in my head, I I would like to think I would have had more yards, but. You know, I had a great offensive line. I had a great, I had a great staff, man. Like they put me in a position of for straight success, and you know, um, and being a part of that offense and doing what I did, you know, in that offense in those 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 two years in particular, you're talking about like that was that like that was kind of our top notch high. Like we were really good. We were really good those two years, offensively and defensively. So, you know, making it to the Super Bowl and 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 you know, uh, with that team, you know, and, you know, now we're talking about the upset. You know, beating a, a team that was eighteen and zero who had beat us early in the season. Well, not early in the season, at the last game of the uh, regular season. You know, they beat us, but they gave us a, the, a confidence that we needed to know that we can play with this team. Like we can beat this team. They're really not that good. They're really not that physical. They're just a finesse football team with a six five wide receiver on the outside making plays and Randy Moss. Like, that's what they have. So when we figure that we we can hit them and we can be more physical than, you know, than them, and then we figured out something then. So we <laughs> get into the second game and just beat them up, man. Well, you're in a unique position because the first one is, is you know, such a big game. But did this? how did the second Super Bowl really compare uh, in comparison to, you know, the biggest upset? It's the second one. Is it just as sweet or is it sweeter? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. As sweeter, it wasn't sweeter than the first one. The first one was all the time. <laughs> it's hard to top. <laughs> yeah, like it's hard to top that when you go and you got a team who was eighteen and zero. They've beaten everybody, including you, and then they're trying to go on a quest of being perfect. 
You know, I think the Dolphins went what thirteen and zero. What did the Dolphins? I forgot what, what their record is, but these guys was gonna be nineteen and zero if they'd mm-hmm. won. If they would have beat us in the Super Bowl, and we kind of put a fork in it, man, like it wasn't happening. Like that's by far the biggest <laughs> upset in sports history. Like the biggest upset in sports, the biggest upset in sports history, and the biggest game in sports history. You know what I mean, think about that. There like, you go. That's, that's, yeah. that's something really, really, you know, not that doesn't happen. You know, that doesn't happen. Like we made that happen, and and, and that next year, I mean, that 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 next Super Bowl season, we were just better than they had a better record. You know, because their division was weak, just like it always is. The, you know, the, I think the, <laughs> the AFC East, that's weak. That's weak football. It was weak football then, you know. So they had they had nobody, you know, threatening them. I think they were like 13-3 and three again that year when we beat them. But when we played them in Foxborough, we we manhandled them easily <laughs> like during the season. Then we played them again and manhandled them again in the Super Bowl the second time. So the, so the first time was always better, man. But we knew the second time around that we was going to beat them because we were bigger than what they were. We were more physical than what they were. And we had manhandled them once already that year. Yeah, and, and, Brent, and, 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 you know, and we did it with a lot of injuries. Yeah, and Brandon, you had mentioned that you worked with some great running backs in your career. And the 2008 season was when you, Derek Ward, and Ahmad Bradshaw earned the nickname Earth, Wind, and Fire. So you had 46.2% of the team's carries that year. Ward had 384 and Bradshaw had 14.1. The offense was very reliant on the run that year, and the Giants had a successful season going 12-4. and four. But we haven't seen many three-headed committee running back committees work. So what was the key to kind of making it go? Well, Gerald Ingram, man, who was our running back coach, man, he, he treated us. He didn't treat us like his players he coached, right? We were more like family. You know, we did stuff off the field with with each other. We had our running back dinner. Like, we remained close. We did whatever we had to do. You know what I mean? We 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 took trips and stuff like that to, together, man. Like we were a real family. Like we got it to a point where that year we subbed out. We subbed ourselves in and out. I started, so I got the first two series of the game. Then after that, we alternate every other series. Only if that changed, if someone was hot. If someone was hot, then I, I, stay in, bro. Do your thing. You know what I mean? But we alternate every other series, and we'll we we'll sub each other out. We, you know, like we would know this body language of of like of each other. Like yo, be yo yo yo. Like they'll say, be look, you tired? You, like you taking the beating, bro? Like take it to the sideline. All right, cool. I'm out. And I'll go out there for a couple of series, and him and Derek go do the thing, and then I'll be yo. I'm ready to go now. All right, let, all right, you know, let's go. So, it's it's just you know, I credit the all you know the way we were with with one another to Gerald Ingram, my running back coach at the time, because he made us realize how important important each of us was to each other. So yeah. this is a little uh, out of left field post football. You were on an episode of Law and Order: Criminal Intent. Yeah, like how does that how does that wind up happening? Are you a big fan of the show or? Man, I wasn't. I wasn't actually, man. It's, uh, I ended up getting this gig um, through the NFL. Um, it was they wanted a Giants player because <laughs> it was right in New York. They they were doing it there, and I got opportunity to to, to go on there. You know, I, I wanted to make a little bit more of a career out, like out of that, but. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't do the necessary things. This is still not too late, but I didn't do I didn't want to do the necessary things and pay all of this money for all of this different training and doing all this. <laughs> didn't want to do so, all that. So we, we shouldn't get you and Namdi Asamoah to start making an NFL uh, movie company or something. No, no. no. <laughs> Namdi trying to do something like that. He's just in an Amazon movie with like uh, Tessa Thompson. <laughs> really? Namdi, man. 
guy had a guy had the, the world in his hands, man. I think he ended up getting hurt though when he was over when he when he was over in Philly. First NFL power team was that year when he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a big uh, Raiders fan. So that was. <laughs> oh no! Uh, he started with the Raiders, right? He was drafted with the Raiders. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was by far the best player for so many years <laughs> on the Raiders. Um, he was we like when he went to uh, Philly, he was on the you know he was on the end of his career, but then he ended up getting hurt. I think he 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 was special, man. He really was. We're talking with the juggernaut, two-time Super Bowl champ, Brandon Jacobs. Brandon, we like to get our guests out of here, and I want to be respectful of your time with a little bit of just a rapid fire, a little bit of this or that style. Some questions you probably have never been asked before. You game? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. Number one, score a touchdown or win a deal on Shark Tank? Score a touchdown. Yeah, but that Shark Tank must have been scary, though. I was. It looks scary on TV. It was, it was scary, but I learned so much about the business part of the Shark Tank thing. So I see a score touchdown. You gave a great answer when they said, "Why don't you buy it?" And you said, "I'm an endorser." I love that. Answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm an endorser. What am I buy? I'm an endorser. It's free for me. <laughs> I love it. Would you rather finish your career as you did, or you get one extra year in the league, but you have to shrink down to Darren Sproles size for that year? I'm done. I'll take my. I'll take my <laughs> All right, I like it. Would you rather have a sandwich be made by four random ingredients in your fridge, or you trust me to make you four ingredient sandwich of my choosing? There's there's no difference in that question. So <laughs> you just look in your you look in your fridge right now, four random ingredients in there, or I could pick four ingredients myself of anything. Do you trust me to make it for you? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same question. Or trusting you to get four four ingredients to make a sandwich. I still don't know. It's still random either way. So it's the same thing. So I say no to, to that. Yeah. You don't want to trust David in that sly smile he's got right uh, now. Uh, that's that's true. It's fair. Yeah. All right, Brandon. Do you pull your toilet paper from the bottom or the top? I use wipes. That's oh. Okay, you know what? I've heard that before, and that I heard. Let's say roll, roll. So pull it down. So I pull it from the top. Yeah, you pull it down, or you like go under. Pull it from the top. But I've heard once you go wipes, you can't go back. That's take true. Back. What I do now, I take my wipes. I take two wipes. I put a little sheet of toilet paper right in the middle of them. <laughs> you know, because 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 you know the wet, you know the wipes are moist. If you wipe. If you wet, if you wipe with moist wipes, it could potentially go through to your fingers. So I put the toilet paper in in between. It's a wipe sandwich. Is, yeah. Is, so. is there is there a bidet in your future, Brandon? Are, are you going to invest in a bidet? Yeah. You know what though? I've stayed in houses and vacation houses with with a with a bidet. It just feels strange, man. It's it's it's, it's feel like it's not for us to be. Nah, it's that's not. Yeah, I, I like mean, I like it. I like it. All right, so next one: Would you rather fight like Mike Tyson or fight against Mike Tyson, or you have to talk like Mike Tyson the rest of your life? I'll fight him. You're the first person. Time. I can't talk like that the rest of my life. Well, shit. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess after fighting him, I might end up talking like that. The rest of my life. <laughs> It's kind of a lose-lose in that case. Yeah. My defense is impregnable. 
Uh, all right. You would you what? rather? Out of all the people we've asked, you're the only one that says they'd fight him, and I, I might take you. Yeah, yeah actually, I definitely fight him. Sure, I'm taller than him. Got I'm more athletic than a lot of guys he was in the ring with when he was uh, uh, younger. Just standing there taking punches, he's gonna have to run behind me a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, next one. Would you rather be able to control the earth, the wind, or the fire? Or fire? It's like basically sick sick either of the three on anybody I want type thing? Yeah, like, kind of like, like Avatar. Kind of superhero type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fire. Okay, <laughs> I like it. Oh, we got a couple more fire. for you. Would you rather be able to speak to your past or your future self? Oh, future self. I would love to be able to speak to my future self. Absolutely. No hesitation either. No, I'm so it much is. smarter. I'm so much smarter now than I was when I was 20, you know, than I, than I was when I was 28 years old. You know what I mean? So future self, easy. All right. I like it. We got our last three here for you. Would you rather, or no, no okay, let me phrase this one. Can, you can only use one, a fork, a spoon, or a knife for all your, your meals. Which one are you choosing? There's only one right answer for it. A spoon. No. Yes. Yes. But, but, Brandon. But, but wait, wait, wait. Think about this. Think about this. You pick a fork, right? Yeah. Yeah. All your meals, you can't use no other utensils, just the fork, right? Tell me how you're yeah. going to eat soup. I'll how do soup. Or, or, or you get chunky. You get like chunky soup. Spoon, spoons can cut just as well as a fork can. Let me let me ask you: How are you going to eat salad or pasta with a spoon? Yeah, like listen, like like you just said, right? Tilt it up. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, Brent, answer me this: Because I'm a big fan of cereal, I can't eat cereal uh, with a fork. You're right. You're right. The cereal is the one I was hoping you wouldn't bring. No, up. no, no. That because I I eat, I eat cereal with a fork, and it just so it drains the milk out, and I can eat the actual cereal. You eat cereal with a fork, then why do you even use milk? Well, just because it softens, it softens the cereal up. David, that is like, that's a psychopath move, man. <laughs> Brandon's like, what did I get into? Yes, yeah, I, that, that, yeah, yeah, that's what, but see my, see like my, my youngest son don't, don't drink the milk either. He put it on the cereal, he eat it and he just put it in the sink. Like, you know, at least dump it out in the train, dude. Don't just sit the bowl of <laughs> Okay, so that, I agree. Like, yeah, you got to at least dump it out. But the, the fork's purpose, you can drain the cereal off without drinking the milk. Well, I want the milk, so I need my spoon. Okay. Cocoa puffs, milk is half the fun. All right, fair enough. All right, last All right. two. Brandon, I'm I'm coming to tackle you. Out of 10 times, how many times am I bringing you down? Zero. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. even one. Not once. Yeah, David, you could try to trip him and he'll break your leg. I mean, I can, I can, I'm, I'm kind of strong. Maybe not Brandon not, Jacobs strong. Not once. No, not one. <laughs> what about if all three of us tried to gang tackle you? Can we get you once? Oh, yeah. You give me like that. But telling you, somebody going to come up. I don't know. Eric's really short. <laughs> That's I mean, why I said the three of us. Somebody's going to somebody gonna get the, the, whoever the first person is to make contact, I, like out of the three of you, it's going to be in trouble. <laughs> so, Eric, you can go you gotta in front. Be, you got to be sure. Y'all got to be right there, like a half a second behind each other. To, 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 <laughs> But one guy come first, and, and you guys leave him hang out to dry for like five seconds by himself. He's done. Oh my God, Eric, you could take one for the team then. All right, I uh, lived a good life. Our last question: 
Better feeling looking back, beating the 07 Patriots or giving Tom Brady two out of his three Super Bowl losses? Uh, beating undefeated Tom Brady. That, that, that's a question either. Better feeling out of the two is beating an undefeated Tom Brady or beating him twice in the Super Bowl. Beating like the undefeated team or beating Tom Brady two out of his three losses? Uh, beating Tom Brady two out of his three losses. <laughs> professional sports. Nobody's supposed to go undefeated. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I mean, I, I get so tired of hearing about Tom Brady. I'm a Chiefs fan too. So I've had enough of like hearing everything about him. So I, I that's why I was really excited to get you on. I was like, we have the guy that can take him down. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man, it, it, it was just, phys- it was just physicality, a whole, a, a whole bunch of noise being talked and dirt, like dirty hitting after the play. That's what we did. We didn't care. I mean, we, man, we, we, we had 10 and 16. We barely won our division. But actually, that year we didn't. We was a wild card, so we were like, it doesn't matter. We get one extra game, we get one extra trick. It doesn't even matter. But we just kept going. We didn't really care about anything. No, I mean, y'all were like, I mean, you had the great defense, the great running game. You had the clutch Eli Manning plays. I mean, you had it all, man. It was like that. No wonder you guys were able to pull it out. Uh, it was it was awesome to watch for sure. Yeah, it was good, man. I really enjoyed that run. That was like the best run. But the best win in that whole season. That whole playoff thing was was the beating the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas after they went won the division, went thirteen and three. We playing them in a divisional round. You get the number one seed, and we go smoke them at their house. It was awesome, awesome. That was the best that was, win of that whole run, not the Super Bowl. Wow. Yes. That's a take right there. I love whole, it. Yes, beating the Cowboys in our that one our division. I hated the Cowboys. It was 13 and 3 at the time. Jerry Jones would well, he like like he would have that little ugly smile on his face. And and <laughs> he just they just thought that they were they were they, they were God gifted sport, man. It was just they were just everything. It was just so arrogant. I'm like, I can't stand that. So we when we went there and played them and beat them in their house in a division around to go to Green Bay, yeah, that was awesome. That was the best thing ever. Brandon, talking to you today has me wanting to take a football and just throw it at something. I'm so pumped up right now. Uh, really appreciate you coming on the show and hanging out with us today. It was a blast. Hey, man, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you guys. You guys be good, okay. man. Hey, you too, man. Is there anything before we get out of here that you just want to plug one more time, you know, with, with the North Atlanta Giants or, or social media or anything like that? Man, I, I, I just I just want to tell everybody, man, be safe. Take care of one another. Have great humanities and 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 live with, and live with respect and respect your neighbor. That's it. Nothing really to plug. Just all uh, having you know being respectful of the people around you. That wise word said. I can't top that. Again, want to thank Brandon. Want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in. We'll catch you all soon with another episode. Stay safe. Catch all right, you all later. Sure. See you, Brandon. Bye. Right.